0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong, welcome to High on
1: Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from persysgrowroom.com. Before we move on to this week's grow guides, I just want to remind you all that we have a cannabis growers forum called persysgrowroom.com, Uh, If you're not a member over at Percy's already, then get signed up, man. It's absolutely free, and there's loads of cool growers over there who are part of the community that we would like you to be part of as well. So head over to Percy'sGrowing.com and sign up. Make sure you come and say hi in one of the introduction threads. But anyway, uh, enough of that. We'll move on with the grow guides, which is all about the difference between Indica and Sativa cannabis plants. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So episode 62 of the Grow Guides, and we're going to talk about the difference between Indica and Sativa cannabis plants in this one. Uh, and it, it there's a lot of difference of opinion when it comes to the difference between Indica and Sativa as well. But we're just gonna try and make our way through it without offending anybody, you know, <laughs> which is difficult yeah. to do because it's 2023, you know. But I'm sure everybody's uh gonna be fine with it anyway. But, it's just like when you get into these higher levels of the grow guides, then we're going to start getting to more scientific things, you know, and it, it does add a little bit of controversy as you, you know, because opinions are going to differ when there's no definitive answer to things. But anyway, let's move on. We're talking about Indica and Sativa. Which one's your favorite of everybody on the panel here? Monkey, what's your favorite, man? Indica or Sativa, which you, which to prefer? What kind you of really strain?
0: want that question? I mean, come on, it's hybrid yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna go one way or the other actually I, pre- I prefer some hybrids i do like the uplifting qualities of the, of what we c- traditionally call sativa for daytime and i do like uh, a mostly pure indica for nighttime but mostly i i smoke hybrids man something down the middle
1: now mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, but most strange are hybrids nowadays it's hard to find something that's just a 100 I- indica or 100 percent sativa right
0: Absolutely. But I mean, it, I mean, my, my taste varies. Some some days I just feel indica and some days I just feel sativa, whatever, you know. What about you, Marge? What do you like to have?
2: Well, I think I'm a lot like monkey in a way. I mean, a lot of what I'm smoking when I am smoking is probably a hybrid, but I do tend to lean towards some of the more uplifting, traditionally known as sativa strains or cultivars. All right. Because Indica's make me feel a little too, little too relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marge, have some Indica. <laughs>
3: what are you saying, Bob? What yeah. do you like to smoke? I'm an Indica person. I love my Indicas. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, majority of stuff that I grow and smoke is hybrid. Yeah, It's usually an Indica-leaning hybrid, but 50-50s, 70 30s i mean it really really comes down to the fact that there's no real true indica or sativa anymore otherwise i'd grow either or Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but yeah that's a whole other argument Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm.
1: that's it man most strains nowadays especially the ones we all know they are hybrids and it's a mix of indica and sativa put together and the biggest way you can tell the difference between the indica and sativa is when you're growing it though because they have different traits when you're growing they They look different they have longer flowering times with their sativa and shit mm. so uh, so who, who wants to describe what an indica plant's going to look like do you want to do that bubble
3: mm, what, sure. what an
1: indica plant would generally look like you know if it's a far-leaning indica plant
3: yeah, so far leaning, you're going to have a wider leaf, um, usually a shorter and more squat plant with a more solid. So not not so much a long bud, but more a solid sort of golf ball-ish size bud is going to be more what you're leaning towards with an indica. Um, but yeah, it, it the main the main difference is going to come from the the look of the leaves, and the size of the plant. As well as obviously how quickly it's going to run through, but you usually get the wider fingers on the leaves. Um, and you know, I, th- I think it's probably one of the more well-known leaves. You know, you get those big, fat cannabis leaves you see on mm-hmm. um, on most media. That's the sort of look you're going you're going to get with an mm-hmm. indica. Um, but yeah, they they generally tend to be a shorter plant overall. Um, but you're going to get a real dense. Population of the nuggets on that um on that plant, so mm-hmm. your tops tend to be many, but not as long as what you're going to get on a sativa. Mm-hmm.
1: And what about sativas then, monkey? Do you want to cover what a sativa is going to look like?
0: Well, again, you know, like we're saying, nobody get offended by this because you know this is such a broad debate on this. But generally, you would consider a sativa as being a uh, the leaves on the sativa being long and narrow long fingers instead of the wide and fat ones uh, sativa also has a as a uh, tendency as as a whole to stretch a lot more when it goes into flower you know you'll end up trying to tame down a lot of sativas now a lot of sativas have been bred crossbred and and, and tamed in height but typically a sativa would be a taller plant with the thinner leaves uh flowers uh yeah the, the usually for me, at least, the sativas that, that I have grown, uh, the buds are very numerous. It They're they're heavy producers, but like Bubbles has said before, it's going to be a longer time to get to that point on, on your sativas. Anywhere, so, I mean, you can start at some of them at 10 weeks and go up to 20 weeks on some sativas for flowering if you're going to go for the old school stuff. Mm-hmm. But mostly yeah. taller plants, thinner leaves, uh, um, that kind of those kind of characteristics of what we usually call sativas
1: mm-hmm. and there's a difference in like the way the buds are as well and the indica buds are going to be just a little bit shorter and squash squashed dish not squash yeah. not like flattened but you know they look more yes. like balls than beans i don't know how to describe it because right. because the sativa plant grows taller and longer then uh mm-hmm. it's the buds are a little bit more lengthy a little bit more stretched out It's like if you take a picture of a bud and put it on Photoshop and then, like, stretch it just vertically, but not horizontally, that's what it's going to be like. (laughs) Just just a little stretch on it.
3: Yeah, Yeah. so if if you're looking at those plants and they've got, like, you know, one and a half, two foot long colas, That's the sort of thing we're talking about with a sativa. Mm -hmm. Whereas with your Indicas, they're going to be a lot shorter, but they're going to be a lot denser too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And this is what you find as well. um, You know, we've mentioned the the long ass buds on the sativa and the short buds on the Indica, but uh, the flavors are a little bit different as well. You know, I I can notice easily if something is a haze, which, you know, the hazes are predominantly sativa plants and it's got that hazy, peppery kind of flavor. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, the more fruity buds tend to lean towards the indica side, right?
3: Mm. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mostly these days, yeah. But again, you know, you you can't paint with broad strokes anymore Mm -hmm. these days because the genetics have gotten so blended.
1: Yeah. Everything which we know these big strains are all hybrids now. And they lean to the indica side as well, right? I mean, there's a few that uh, lean to the sativa side, but most seem to be indica, right? And I think that's because of the short flowering time, because that's something we haven't mentioned as well. When you have indica dominant plants, they usually have a short flowering time between eight and 10 weeks, possibly 12. And then if mm-hmm. you have something that's more sativa, then that could be 14 to 16 weeks for their flowering
0: yeah. time. Start About at 20 10 and go up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10, and, right. 10 and above. Just keep on going.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Some of those equatorials <laughs> pushing 20 weeks plus.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's crazy. That's a long time
1: so when you're using them in edibles just a certain which one which you would prefer to use like uh do you find that there is a difference between the indica and sativa high
2: mm, i personally don't because i right. feel like once you have decarbed and infused mm-hmm. a lot of the things that distinguish like the terpenes from a sativa or an indica are kind of lost but I'm playing around with that a little bit more, and if I could, I would probably lean towards a sativa because I feel like just the whole edibles high can, you know, if you overdo it a little bit too much, mm-hmm. can already make you feel a little. So, you know, I don't want to be couch locked either. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You see, this is I where think... the controversy comes in a little, is with the whole sativa and indica, the the uh the effects they have on you when you when you consume these strains. So that indica would yeah. apparently give you more of a couch lock and a body kind of stone. So, you know, you want to stay in and sit on the couch. That's where you get the whole couch lock. But then sativa is, will give you a more cerebral, euphoric, energetic kind of high. So you'd be wanting to go out and do things more if you had sativa. But uh, it, it's like they all produce THC, right? And they all produce CBD. Mm-hmm. Some sativa strains, some African sativas would produce thcv which is an energetic kind of cannabinoid mm-hmm. but they don't all do that mostly it's just because of the thc so and they indica produce more thc than um sativa generally as well right so the right way right, right, right around i think so Nobody I would knows? be
0: hard i'd be hard to, to, to say on that one there because i mean Breeding these days has, has got those numbers, the THC numbers so high on, on so many different strains. Mm-hmm. I would hate to make, make a general uh, statement on that one. Mm-hmm. I do believe you can get high, really high THC numbers in both. It just depends where you're getting these, these plants from.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've had some pretty high THC sativas mm-hmm. and, um, and vice versa. I think that a lot, a lot gets missed, um, and a lot isn't talked about as far as the entourage effect goes. Um, you know, mm-hmm. terpenes and separate cannabinoids—they have a massive impact on what that um, what that end result's going to be. Yeah, for and, sure. And and I think that there's a lot. You know, there's a there is a difference between you know the I suppose if we're going to call it indica versus sativa, there, there is a difference in which ones of those are going to be present in either or variety. Mm-hmm. Um, which type I think that... are
1: going to be present in, in which Correct. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, And because of that, yeah, you, you're going to get different effects. And it, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily it being a sativa or it being an indica that makes the difference between the two as much as it is to do with those um, secondary cannabinoids and things like that. That that really make a difference in the terpenes and things. So,
1: yeah, in we my opinion,
3: mm-hmm. we've
0: said it many times. You know, that when you're looking at what type of cannabis is going to be the best for you, don't look strictly at the THC numbers. Mm-hmm. Never, because there's yeah. so much more, more out mm-hmm. there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing as well. I think the effect of the indica and the sativa can depend on the person as well. You know, it depends on tolerance levels, depends on uh, on your endocannabinoid system itself. So you know, indica versus sativa, which one's better? There's no answer to that. You have to figure that out for yourself. Well, and you, You'd probably find it was a, a hybrid because it has the best yeah. of both worlds in it. I believe, um, if
0: I'm not mistaken, I remember this conversation with uh, Percy's member that hangs around in chat all the time, Mr. James, that says that, for him, indicas are energizing and sativas is mm-hmm. what he smokes at night to go to bed.
2: Right. Yeah. Which is it's... the opposite of what you would hear if you walked into a dispensary or whatever, mm-hmm, typically.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's how his body works. So he's good with that. You know? awesome.
2: Yeah. But that it's a really good point because we're used to understanding that tolerance ranges like is really different in edibles, but not so much with flour yet. Because I've heard that a lot before too, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. a traditional indica for somebody energizes them too much. They can't use that as a as a nighttime weed.
0: Mm. And my wife will she can successfully use any strain any time of the day just to, it's that's how she doses it is what she does basically yeah, same
1: for me i can use any strain you know sativa indica hybrid whatever and and not have any problems with sleep or right and it, it just depends on this the specific strain itself i'll notice that some strains would make me do more work without bitching about it
3: you know <laughs> Mm. I think the other side too is that with the sativas, you, you tend to let them go a longer, mm, a longer amount of mm. time, but they don't tend to degrade as quickly as what an indica will. So you tend to get more CBN in mm-hmm, in mm. most indicas, and that that can be two different things. It can be the the plant itself and and how it finishes and progresses through its life cycle, but it can also be when you're pulling that plant. Um, you know, I've I've had sativas that will let go, and they will couch lock the fuck out of you. And mm-hmm. then others others that yeah, you know, they are a little bit more, um, you know, energetic and things like that. But I I couldn't definitively say that it's it's because it's a sativa versus an indica because I've had indicas do the same things. So
1: yeah, it's it's the terpene content mainly. I, mean, mm. I, I hate getting all scientific and shit. But the, with the terpenes, there's like there's long chain terpenes and short chain terpenes and the short t- the short uh, chain, the light ones will make THC get metabolized faster. So that is going to give you a more uplifting effect, allegedly. So, certain ter- so yeah, if you have certain terpenes in a particular strain, it's going to you know, make you metabolize the cannabis, a, the THC at a faster or slower rate. And then that's going to depend on the effect. I think terpenes mm. are massive when it comes to the overall effect, and yeah, I don't know what the the terpenes is. Myrcene, what's in haze? You know, you know that hazy flavor, that peppery? It's fucking hazy. I, I don't know how to describe uh, it on a Peppery, peppery
0: <laughs> is Caryophyllene.
1: Right, that's the pepper flavor. Um, is that the one that's in haze or Sativa dominant strains? Uh, I don't. I thought that was mostly limonene. In, in you, you know, man, it's difficult. to I don't know what the fucking flavor is. It irritates me when I do this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, that fucking this the silver haze flavor, man. You know when you smoke silver haze and you got that that delicious. It's like stuffing. You know, man. It's such a delicious fucking flavor. That terpene, man. Mm.
0: I haven't uh, haven't had that recently, so I can't help you with that.
1: Oh. No Spilled idea, March. You know, no. smoked a silver haze recently. Oh. No, wow. Man, it's it's delicious. It has that particular mm. terpene but it's just delicious, man.
3: Mm-mm-mm. But see, here's here's the the funny thing is that that that's for, for you. You love it. Mm. Other people would fucking it's hate good. it. It's just sacrilege. <laughs> sacrilege.
1: <laughs> Everybody loves silver haze.
3: Yeah. Gosh. Well, it's the same as like, you know, I, I'm a massive fan of things that smell like roadkill and piss. Like mm-hmm. it's just, <laughs> uh, and that's, and it sounds, it sounds ridiculous <laughs> to anyone that doesn't smoke weed, but if you, you know, that's my, my lean towards more of those sorts of Terps than, um, than the other way. Like, I mean, I, I love a citrus Terp. I love mm-hmm. a gassy Terp and that, and that real sort of skunky piss Terp but I can't deal with the floral notes. It's but, just but, one of those things. I, I don't can't, know. There's I never been
1: it. a strain where I've been like, oh, that's disgusting. I don't like the taste of that. I enjoy the taste of all of them. It's just some of them are just much more tasty than others. You know what I'm saying?
3: Oh, no. Nah, the ones, man, I've, I've had ones where you open the bag and you smell it and you're like, oh, "Ah, yeah, not too bad. And then you, you, and then you smoke it and it tastes like, you know, you know, when uh, you walk into like a retirement home and all the grannies have the exact same exact same perfume on, when it tastes like that, man, I'm out. No lavender. Thank you. You lavender, right? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's either lavender or
1: <laughs> something. Know, around. Rob you know, Handler in the chat just said, that I hate oh. old granny turps. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the real floral ones, I think,
3: if I had yeah. to guess.
0: Oh man, I had a mute. I was dying that one, that one. That was crazy.
3: <laughs> oh, <Lady Terps. laughs> man. But it's but see, this is the thing. Rob Rob knows. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's is there is a certain one. It's just, nah, can't do it. But other people love it, so I think it's
0: probably the the linoleum that you're talking about.
3: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it
0: has a little bit of a soapy kind of a flowery <laughs> kind of taste to it. Yeah. You know
1: what? Maybe all yeah. these old grannies—that's not their perfume. Maybe they've just had the piff for so long. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and we just haven't known. It's like, what did when did she smell like that floral perfume? It's like, no, that's actually my cannabis, Sonny. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it all the time. So you so you're my medicine for they... my
1: glaucoma
3: yeah you're saying a little bit a little bit of granny sprinkled in after cremation into your joint that'll give you the terps you're after why the fuck not
1: don't tell ice cube (laughs) we'll make a movie out of it
3: you know
1: (laughs) but yeah man i mean let's uh let's discuss these things as well with the endocrine sativa because they are grown in different places and there are subspecies of cannabis um somebody said in the chat that they they're the same species. Otherwise they wouldn't be able to breed together, which is kind of right, but there are subspecies. And so like a horse can breed with a donkey and you get a mule, right? And they a horse and a donkey isn't the same species, but they're kind of the same, you know, they're equine, equino. Hey, what would you say? What's the fucking plural of that word? God damn. But, <laughs> you know, they're kind of like horses. They're close. So they're able to breed and create offspring, but the offspring is a, uh, is sterile i think but anyway yeah that's oh, horses yeah yeah, <laughs> <should>. yeah. <laughs> we've that's we've like shifted to that. a different yeah direction. but but yeah. you know they're, they're <laughs> like they're a subspecies they're close to the same thing but they can still breed it's similar with this whole cannabis thing you know it's, uh, the indica plant and the sativa plant can be put together to make these hybrids so the indica plants are from the hindu Kush mountains in india Which is very cool because you know you have the strains or all the Kush strains and shit, and then if you get a Kush strain, then it's most likely going to be heavy indica, you know, then the eighties and ninety percent, and that's in like Afghanistan, Pakistan, and neighboring areas. Which Mm is which is very cool, man. In like Middle Eastern, but then you have the sativas, which are like from Colombia and Mexico, Thailand, Southeast Asia, them kind of places. So they didn't evolve in the same places you know they've, they've uh, had quite a long time away from each other to evolve into these different subspecies of cannabis and then nowadays we combine them together to make these hybrids mm. which is very cool and is that could be and it's just it's just um it's just a a hypothesis that with the indica plants being in the hindu kush mountains they're higher up, like much higher up by thousands of feet. And the higher up you get, the thinner the atmosphere is. So more UV light from the sun reaches down to the plants and they have to create more THC, uh, more trichomes as a sunblock against the sun so it doesn't damage their DNA, right? You heard that theory before, anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
2: that's why there's so much hash in that region because they were mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. it all to make hash because it was so resinous.
1: Yeah. Hmm, that's a good mm. point, actually. Yeah, the hash comes it from makes... India and shit, doesn't it? You don't hear any hash coming from Mexico, do you? Is it, is the no, Mexican you don't hash? really.
2: Hmm. All from the yeah, the Kush regions.
3: It'd be interesting to um to do a bit of research into how you get the the two plants into completely different areas, and whether it be um you know bird migration and or something like that that Mm -hmm. may you know that that originally started that or or what you just don't know um i mean well i don't know someone probably does but (laughs) you know what i mean like there's i'd be interesting to know where how that happened how how we ended up with sativas i mean obviously you know we know what the plant's like as far as um, being able to grow in in pretty much any environment, but you also know that you're going to get different expressions depending on the the local environment. You mm-hmm. know? So, you, you, where, and over time, that's just the you know natural selection and so on and so forth. I won't go into all of that, but um, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be interesting to know which way and how that happened, how how it started in one place or where where it originally started. I mm-hmm. suppose would be the you know what I have was learned about
2: this stuff. Like? Before, but do you think I remember any of it right now? (laughs) I do not. (laughs) But I think it was probably probably some birds and bats and all that kind of stuff, but probably also people. Yeah, probably
1: people. I think there was trade across the uh, across the Atlantic way earlier than what you know. Graham Hancock has been on the show, and he believes in these ancient civilizations that you know, like thousands of years before we have written history. And I think something like oh. that must have gone on maybe maybe like a million years ago when it was mm-hmm. like, let's take some seeds over to Mexico. And then yeah. it's just you know yeah. grown over time and evolved. Well, and well, frankly,
2: too, like it's been such a useful plant historically. Like it's only been what the last hundred years it's been prohibited for mm-hmm. use, yeah. but mm-hmm. like before that, it was used for everything, you know, lamp oil and your sails on your ships and your ropes mm-hmm. and your clothing and In medicine what, and, else, yeah. and all kinds of shit. So it makes sense that it was shared amongst folk all over the place.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, it's yeah. such a useful plant. And you really didn't it. have to
0: even, I'm so you really wouldn't even have to bring seeds. I mean, if people were just bringing the cannabis with them, the seeds were in the weed back then, mm-hmm. so you oh. know, it spreads yeah. that way. <laughs> fucking
3: 70s, man, man. Yeah, I mean, really, it's hard to,
0: hard to realize that they didn't have feminized plants back then, you know?
3: Uh, yeah, that's wild the difference now, even 10 years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Cannabis now is much stronger than it was. Oh yeah. And much nicer. You know, well, you're gonna appreciate the original flavors from the land races and shit. But not having seeds in your bud, that, that's a big win. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a I, I like massive that. win. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm glad that my uh my cones don't pop anymore and explode. Exploding. <laughs> you know, exploding just randomly and that, that
1: fucking un- taste, it just ruins the whole oh, split, yeah. man.
3: Yeah. We used to do it on. We used to do it on purpose. You'd call. You'd call it uh, do, doobie roulette, where you'd roll a couple of seeds get into it. doobie Who's get and pass it? it around. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it'd always Damn. be that one poor bastard that takes the last draw or something and pop.
1: Man, I do miss that weed though. You know, here in the UK, I bet you can't even get it now. But we used to have this shit called yardy weed, and it was like brown weed, all compressed, Ooh. loads of seeds in it but it had this particular texture to the smoke, which was just fucking delicious. It was more creamy. Mm -hmm. Mm, Man, it's it's some good shit. I miss that stuff. I'd love to get a block of that.
0: I'm sure that Mm -hmm. it would not be what you remember if you ever got hold of it now. Yeah,
1: probably. Probably. Like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) It used to be better than this. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. But here's some strains for you to... If anybody wants to grow something particularly sativa-dominant or... Indica dominant. Here's some strains to look out for. You have a uh, four indica strains. The top five indica strains allegedly. uh Granddaddy Purple, a classic indica strain, known for it its relaxing effects and sweet grape-like flavor. Mm-hmm. 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 And I, I love my fruity weeds. Any, mm-hmm. Anybody smoked that Granddaddy Purple recently? uh
0: Not recently. It's been a very long oh. time. I need to it get some happen. in my tent, matter of fact.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. we have Northern Lights which uh, we have lots of them, heavenly illuminations. Lots of people that's on purses it. have grown the Northern Lights. Very nice oh, strain. Yeah. Highly potent and fast-acting strain that has been a favorite among growers and users for decades.
0: We a have, great nighttime one for me, man. Mm-hmm. Northern with, lights.
1: With it being heavy indica, with, with them fruity terpenes working together like that, I suppose that's going to make it a nice nighttime one. Mm-hmm. Except for James. Yeah, (laughs) really, really. (laughs) And then we have a purple kush for number three, a powerful and sedating strain with a distinct earthy and spicy aroma. Nice. Then Boba kush, everybody. Boba kush. Oh my goodness. Mm -mm 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 -mm. A popular strain known for its relaxing and stress relieving properties, as well as its sweet and pungent flavor.
0: I like the uh, the texture. I don't know how to describe it. The texture of the smoke of Bubba mm. Kush is very yeah. very unique. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. The, the, the texture of the smoke is different. Like I we was saying about that yardie weed, it's like the texture yeah, yeah. of the smoke is different. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I think that the Bubba Kush, I get every time I've had it, it's been like a silky, thick, yeah. but silky. It's really... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's, a, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. kind of hard mm-hmm. to describe it, yeah. but you, if you know, as soon, if, 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 as
0: soon
1: as
3: you say that, they'll go,
0: Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, number five is Afghan Kush because you know, mm-hmm. he's from the Hindu mm-hmm. Kush mountains, which is uh, in Afghanistan, where some of them are. So, uh, there we go, man. Afghan Kush, what a strain, you know, because it's mm-hmm. very indica. <laughs> An ancient strain originating from the Hindu Kush Mountain (laughs) range that is known for its heavy body high and earthy aroma. Nice.
0: So the texture of the vape be different. The answer is yes, absolutely. If mm -hmm, you vape mm -hmm. a bubble kush first smoking it, the texture is very different. The high is different too.
1: So then for Mm -hmm. the top five sativa strains, you ready for number one? Number one most popular sativa strain? (laughs) Anybody want to okay. guess? Uh, gotta
0: gotta be a haze, huh? But, but no, uh, it's Jack
1: Herer, really. Yeah, oh, yeah. Known surprise. for its uplifting and creative effects, Jack Herer is a popular strain that offers a cerebral high with its citrusy and earthy flavor. And uh, you you all know I love Jack Herer; it's one of my favorites. Oh. And I didn't even know it was sativa dominant until I've grown it like three times, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What? That's a, that's a sativa." I have no fucking idea. I think it's yeah.
0: like seventy or sixty percent sativa. Yeah, I think it's sixty percent like sativa. That.
1: yes. It's something just... like one of those mm-hmm, numbers. Mm-hmm. But that's it. It's not like a hundred percent sativa, right? It's hard to find nowadays. Well, that's what I was thinking. You were going to go
0: for something a little bit further down the line, you know mm. Jack Herrera. Okay. I know
1: oh, This I just asked ChatGPT what the top five sativa. Oh, uh, ah, okay. That's oh, where we get the ChatGPT is right. like okay. no problem. Yeah, we're my best friend this week. I love ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Have
2: you gone to the dark side?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on the dark side. I am the dark side. <laughs> so I'm no saying,
0: This is this is ChatGPT. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's been consumed.
1: Already taken over. Man, it's so cool because you know <laughs> when you do a lot of online writing and it's just. It, different seo things right like you don't want too much passive text you want to like transition words and all of this bullshit when you're writing Mm -hmm. and you can flag on the with the uh the plugins like well where's the passive text shows you all the passive text is you just highlight a sentence and be like chat gpt make this sentence less passive and it's done just like that you don't have to fuck around and think too hard you just copy and paste it put it back in it's done ChatGPT man Yeah, that's right. fucking so, you gave,
0: I, so you only gave us One of the, the sativa strains What other ones did chatGPT yeah, uh, give you
1: Durban Poison is next This oh, strain that's... is known for its sweet And spicy flavour profile And offers an energetic euphoric high That can help boost productivity And creativity
0: Yes that's uh, one of them that's, That is usually high in THCV So that's going to be really uplifting Yeah yeah Good them stuff. African
1: sativa strains man Yeah. yeah. Yes sir That THC and that THCV in the sativas, it's only a really small percentage as well. It's like less than one percent, right?
0: But it's it the effect for me at least is very, very noticeable. Yeah, it's a very potent cannabinoid
1: for sure. Oh, yeah. Then we have for number three Green Crack, despite Ah, its controversial name. Green crack (laughs) is a popular strain that offers a cerebral high and a sweet, fruity flavor profile. Now, that wasn't even
0: the original name, though, because I think Snoop Dogg actually called it Green Crack, but there was something else that was named before Green Crack, but Snoop Dogg made that name stick.
1: Right, right. It's Mm. known for its ability to provide an energetic buzz that can help with focus and creativity. Mm -hmm. Ready for the next one, number four, Sour Diesel. Oh, okay, Sour D, Mm -mm. good one. There's that old story behind Sour Diesel, where it's like at first they had Diesel, Right, and it was a New York diesel, I think.
0: And and then New York City diesel, right?
1: Yeah, and then the guys who made diesel, and this is just—I don't know whether this is a true story or anything, anybody, but it's a nice fairy tale for us to tell in the cannabis culture (laughs) kind of thing that we do. But then it was a group of people who made New York diesel, and then a couple of those people like left with the genetics and made another diesel. And they called it sour diesel because the other guys were pissed off. They were sour about it. So they just called it sour diesel. I don't know how true that is, but you know, nice story there. <laughs> okay. Sour diesel, a classic strain that has been around for decades. Sour diesel offers a strong, uplifting high with a fuel like aroma and a diesel like flavor profile. You know, that chemical birds, man, they're fuely birds. Mm-mm-mm. I like the
2: fuely stuff.
1: Yeah. Mm -mm. So you're a fan Mm. of the sour diesel then, Marge?
2: I am. Yes.
1: Nice. And then we got uh, number five one of monkey strains. What's that? Strawberry cough.
0: Ah, one of them. Yeah. Ah. Actually, I've got green crack and strawberry cough in the the cupboard already, right now. So
1: I'm hooked up. This fruity strain is known for its sweet strawberry flavor and its ability to find a cerebral and uplifting high. It's often used to combat stress and anxiety. That's what all cannabis does, uh, while promoting creativity and focus. And I, that's that's something which I think all cannabis does. You know, it combats stress and anxiety and also promotes creativity and focus. Do you find that? Yeah, actually. It doesn't do. matter no, what I'm depends. smoking.
2: I mean, some some people would would argue that uh, it can induce anxiety if you're smoking the wrong thing. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And if you get too high, yeah.
3: yeah. I'm saying right.
1: the right in a
0: right environment, it, it,
1: would, it yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? If if you smoke too much, then time yeah. can move really slowly, and you can think that you're dead.
2: <laughs> you <know? laughs> right.
1: But yeah, well, you, a-
2: you often hear people saying that they find like, like they're like, oh, I smoked weed and it made me feel anxious or made me feel paranoid mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. it's just that was, they probably just haven't tried the right strain yet, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you see those tropes all over the place, but it's kind of true mm-hmm. that they were probably just, you know, not enjoying something that was best suited for their own endocannabinoid system. So and
1: this is it. And if there's anything to take away from this, everybody, if you're going to consume cannabis, don't listen to anybody tell you it's got to do this, it's got to do that. You have to try this shit yourself, man. Don't take anybody's word exactly. for it. Go and find a strain that sounds good to you and go and fucking try it. You know? And, yeah.
0: If you if you got a friend with a little experience that would sit down with you and you know maybe share some knowledge, do it mm-hmm. with a friend. You know. And even, don't, don't go it alone the first time.
1: You can keep a notebook as well, keep a journal right, of all these different weeds that you're trying. And if you go to one of these sites that will give you the, uh, the cannabinoid profile, terpene profile, and all the different effects it's supposed to have, you know, like leafy, they've got lots of different strains on their site. And you can check out loads of terpene profile and shit from each different strain. You might be able to find out which of these different terpenes are causing you to have different effects with the THC and, and the CBD. You know, so one might be higher up in linen, or you notice that that makes you sleepy. So you can figure out what, because if you go to these sites, you'll see that most of them have around the same type, uh, the same amount of THC in it, you know, average between 17 and 20%, maybe a little bit more for the stronger strains, you know, but they all are pretty much around the same thing. The same with the terpenes. A lot of the terpenes are pretty balanced, but they'll be off just by a few percentage either way. So if you just do a little bit of research, smoke as much weed as possible, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just keep track of it man just write down what you're trying what effect it had on you you know about two hours after you've taken it see see how you're feeling and if you're feeling more cerebral or more body stoned or anything like that just keep a journal because so then you can find out eventually which strains have the 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 effect you're looking for so rather than taking somebody else's word for it you can just experiment with your own cannabis use and see what works best for you and then obviously you can go out and grow that shit mm-hmm But when it comes to growing, though, this is where the problems come in. Because a lot of people, especially if you're growing indoors, don't want to spend 16. I mean, What is it? Dr. Grinspoon. Is it Dr. Grinspoon that goes on for like 20 weeks in its flowering cycle?
0: It's a really long one. Yeah. I'm not sure if that how long that one is. But yeah, Dr. Grinspoon is extremely long. Supposedly a really heavy yielder, but Mm -hmm. you can have like two and a half grows. Yeah,
1: better be. (laughs) Yeah, it's just crazy, man. Just too long. So a lot of people, especially when they grow indoors, would pick an indica dominant strain because that will go for like 12 weeks at the maximum, the very maximum. So, you know, for indoor growers, indica would be something they lean towards. But I find that if you get an auto, you know, you can get an auto done in like 12 weeks and 14 weeks if it's heavy sativa, maybe. So, and that's for the whole grow. So that's a lot of time saved. So if you want to go for The the sativa flavors like the hazes, the silver haze, the S five haze. You know, there's so many good hazy. The lemon haze. They all got long flowering periods. Neville haze. Yeah, yeah. but if you go for an auto version of it, then it's done faster. But most of the time, faster than what the flowering period of a photo sativa is. So do autos if you, especially if you're going indoors. If you're growing outdoors, then fuck it, man. Plant (laughs) seed. Do shit. Grow a tree. You know. But even then, actually, with the okay. they'll flower at the, around the same time, and if it's a sativa and it's got a 16-week flowering cycle, then that's four months. And if you're in a cold environment like the UK, it can get rainy and cold too early, and you'll get mold and shit all over your buds, and you don't want that. So it's something when you come to looking at indica or sativa, when you're growing, that's the most important thing. That's going to be the thing you're looking at there. That's when you need to decide which one you want to use. Because of the amount of time it takes to flower a sativa dominant plant, that's the biggest difference in my opinion, and of course the size of it. Because sativa dominant plants will grow taller generally than an indica dominant plant will. It's just all you have to figure out as you as you just experiment, man, and do your thing. You know what I'm saying, oh yeah, I mean, the uh,
0: height on the sativas is definitely a factor for me because my tents are not really tall things. So yeah, you've got to get creative sometimes if you want to grow these sativas. Sativas can grow 10, 12
1: feet tall easily. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't do any training.
0: And I'm trying to grow it in a five-foot tent. So yeah, I've got Mm -hmm. I've got to take drastic (laughs) measures here to keep it down to the size that I can manage. But -hmm. it can be done. You just have to be aggressive.
1: That's right. TG said last week a good piece of advice. You know, if you're growing something sativa dominant that's going to be stretchy like that. Then grow it up until it's at its maturity stage or like five, six weeks after it's been popped from seed, take cuts and then you'll be able to flower those cuts while they're still reasonably short rather than flowering a plant that's all tall and scraggly and shit before it even gets to the flowering mm-hmm. stage. Then it triples in height and you're wondering yeah. what the fuck you can do to fix this. And that's uh, that exactly much.
0: That's exactly what I did with that uh, sea of green was Mm. uh, they were all just clones. And because they were clones and grown in smaller containers, I was able to contain the height down to maybe about 18 inches on them. So sweet, really good. And, you know, great yield, small plants.
1: Yeah. So then we go for this sativa indica thing, really. I mean, of course, like every grow guide that we do, there's always more detail we could go into. And if you need any help or have any questions about any of this, then, just come and ask over on PersiusGrowRoom.com, but that's about it, really. You, when you're growing, make sure that you're checking to see how indica and sativa dominant it is, because they grow tall, them sativas do, and you just want to be aware of it. But when you're smoking, fuck it, man, just smoke it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no matter what it is, <laughs>
1: smoke that shit and see what effect it has on you. You know, and if it if it's a cerebral effect on you, then make note of it, not to smoke that one before bed. Simple. Right, those sativas taste good,
2: man.
1: That's right, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Just keep smashing that shit. Mm -mm -mm. Right, I love the taste of them hazes, man. They have that special flavor. Mm -mm. Uh, I I just love all weed flavors. So,
0: yeah, I really thought you were going to come out with Blue Dream on one of your top sativas there because it was so popular for so long. It's not
1: popular with Chat GPT. Yeah, but real
2: dreams. And you would never know. What? How can you say that, Marge? GPT? I've learned some things. Yeah,
1: it is faulty <laughs> sometimes. Said, yeah, it's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how
2: it'll still pass off the information as being 100% accurate. It's like, I'm never wrong, but actually, <laughs> it is.
1: Damn. Awful. AI's been here for like a month and it's, it's arrogant already.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Shit. We've got a couple of questions for the listener mail section, though, that we will cover. We have a couple from Sir Grows A Lot. And he asks, I've been thinking about trying a cocoa grow, but I've only ever grown in soil and don't want to give it up. At least not yet. Can I do a half and half grow, meaning half of the soil and half cocoa? Or would this be counterproductive or just a disaster waiting to happen? Any tips if it can be done? Monkey, you want to want to cover some of this here?
0: Uh, wait a minute. I was trying to read a different different one. Wh- which one are we going about now?
1: Uh, so, grows a lot at the top on the first question.
0: Uh, I've been thinking about drawing a cocoa grow half and half. If you if you're half and half, half cocoa, half soil, problem you're going to end up with is is uh, it's doable. You're going to have to treat it like a soil grow mm-hmm. because you've got soil in there, and cocoa and soil are very different. But cocoa is also inert, so while it will add a good uh, organic, uh, easy to 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 drain medium in there. It has absolutely no nutrition on it. Mm-hmm. So by adding the cocoa into your living soil, you're actually adding something that's inert. So it's a yeah. good chance that you may run out of nutrients toward the end of the grow. So if you do that, be ready to supplement.
1: That's mm-hmm. you pretty much diluting what your I... soil. Sorry, Marge.
2: I was just going to say when I saw this question, I thought. My first thought was what would be the point of doing a half and mm-hmm. half? I feel mm-hmm. like you like you're saying, Monkey, you're better off just doing one or the other Pretty and much. figuring out you're already if he's already familiar with the soil grow, keep doing that. But if you want to experiment, just go all cocoa and try and figure that out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to do. Right yeah, now, that, that that's suggesting. what you
1: should do. Pretty much like Monkey said, you just dilute in the soil. You're still gonna to have to treat it like a soil grow. It's gonna have a little bit better drainage but if you use it a good soil it will have good drainage anyway and you you'd have to do the whole wet and dry cycling and let the soil dry and get reasonably dry before you water it again you know and with cocoa that's different you water all the time in cocoa you keep it wet all the time so just pick one or the other you know maybe grow enough weed first so you know you can risk Mm -hmm. having a bad grow or two or grow a couple in soil and a couple in cocoa. You're going to have them in the same growth. And like grow, grow two plants in soil so you can just water it every three days. That's fine. And then you grow a couple in cocoa and you, so you can experiment with the cocoa. Yeah, herbicides. I think that's so, what I would
2: do too. Mm-hmm. You do half and half, two separate sure. runs, but like, yeah. Yeah. So you can mind, ensure you're going to get in the You
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just bear in mind that cocoa is uh, a little bit more work than a soil grow because you do mm-hmm. have to water it every day and get runoff and drain that runoff away but you, you have the ability to constantly be feeding your plants and making sure that the medium the plant is in it always have the right amount of nutrients for your plants as well so there's benefits pros and cons to each one man you just have to try and figure out which one is best for you and you're not going to be able to figure out which one is best for you if you're not experimenting with the other ones so make sure you give cocoa a chance man because it's a fucking great medium but soil's so mm-hmm. good too so you just got to figure out what's best for you
2: it is great i would say after my own personal experience right now with my cocoa grow which i've never done before i'm missing the soil oh yeah <laughs> yeah the soil.
0: <laughs> you, you have, so, cocoa takes a while to get dialed in and comfortable with. yeah that, I have to admit
2: there's a learning curve and i feel like sometimes my own personal setup isn't ideal for it but yeah yeah I mean, i'll, I'll the, personally
1: like one of the benefits of, the of, of growing in cocoa is you're going to get a big fucking juicy plant at the end of it because you've been managed to ram nutrients down it there's always nutrients available lots of water so the plant grows uh, fastly. maybe you save a couple of weeks on the whole grow but the plant would be bigger busher have a have fatter buds i find anyway and uh right
2: but when you're doing a micro grow does it really yeah, that's, that's that it much? when you're doing
1: a micro grow when you're trying to restrict the height yeah. of the plants anyway does doesn't really make a difference in that way right yeah so soil yeah. might be the best option for that but you just keep trying, you know. Experiment, you know. So you know what you're doing when yeah. you when you come to do a bigger cocoa grow at some point if you get that chance, you know. Uh
2: Yeah. Fuck around.
0: I mean, no. I'm always messing with my cocoa grows. Right now, I mean, I'm throwing I'm throwing uh, microbes in it. I'm looking at putting worm teas in there and just yeah. I mean, there's there's no no borders here. Just play with stuff. Try mm-hmm. something new.
1: It's your hobby, man. Experiment. Just make sure exactly. you have got enough weed. No, but we have one uh, one here from Noxie in the chat, which we'll get to right now because he is a level three Patreon, which means he's a legend. Now, I'm saying Noxie. Uh question at what stage in life do you need to feed every day? Do you do it even uh, every day, even when small? Pretty much, Noxie, you don't want the medium to dry out. Because when the when the water evaporates out of the cocoa, and I assume you mean cocoa. When the water evaporates out of the cocoa, it's leaving salt behind. So as the water leaves the cocoa, the, the EC of the medium is getting higher and higher because the water's going away and the, the salts are being left behind. And then the yeah. EC is going to get really high in the cocoa and that could potentially give you plant new burn. So you have to keep it level all the time. And you can do that just by keeping the medium damp all the time so you still have to water every day or at least make sure that the cocoa stays damp don't mm-hmm. let it dry out is that what you yeah. find monkey right
0: well early on uh only thing i would say different on that is early on i, I uh because i start my plants in solo cups small po- small pots mm-hmm. i water every other day to begin with just to encourage the roots to kind of dig for a little bit more moisture But by the time i'm on node three i'm watering every day
1: and then you're so. using a really low EC then as well, anyway. Ain't you?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, my mm-hmm. EC for my the young plants like that is like 0. 0.5, You know, really low stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, you know, I've got and different, like you know. I've uh, broken out of what I consider the regular cocoa molds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm using organics early on, as opposed to salts, and just I don't know different things. Trying different things. This is what I'm saying. Experiment. See what works.
1: You need best to take today. that step into the soil side, bro. You got to give it a shot. At some uh, point, man. I'm,
0: I am working with Chris Trump right now, and I'm trying to get my ammo on on point before we nice. go there. But I'm nice. already I'm already talking to Chris, and I'm already making my boxes. So yes,
1: sweet. Yeah, man, yeah. you, you got to try, I mean, I, I, you know how much I love growing in cocoa, but man, the soil is so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my last grow is like visiting the plants, like once every four days for 20 minutes, just pour water in it and then leave and then go well, back again go four days after, rather than spending at least half an hour every day on it. I and mean, we do
0: not have any, any details on it, but the thing that actually has pushed me to actually go a little bit further into the soil thing was that epic weed we got at Spanibus. That and I did find out what, what uh strain that was that we mm-hmm. uh got from Jorge. That was uh Tropicana cherries. All right. All right. Mm. So uh definitely I'm gonna have to, to try and get a hold of some decent beans on that though. But I also, you know, I, I need to get into the organic soils and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. That that weed was just too good not to have it against.
1: Man, had that epic interview the other day with Marco and Brian. Marco. And on their show, they call it dropping bars or spitting bars. This guy knows his shit. I swear, man, and the, the shit he was talking about and how they're getting different colors, using different bacterias in the soils. Mm-hmm. Fucking so cool, man. And loads wow. of different types of shit. It's really cool. Really good interview, man. That'll nice. be out soon, everybody. So watch out on the Wednesdays for that interview. It's coming soon. Really fucking Great. cool, man. You guys know their shit. Uh, yeah, I hope that answer was good enough for you there, Noxy. And we have another one from Sir Grosela. Monkey,
3: if I have left
1: over silver nitrate, can I use it to cope my vampire slaying tools and contraptions?
0: I guess so. I don't have any vampire slaying contraptions. What? There. Don't really say that.
1: Quali- They're going to come for you now, no, bro. I'm not, I'm not qualified the to
0: answer it. I have never tried it. So what can I say? Marge, what would you say? Yes. <laughs> i like that yes done
1: Over. <laughs> but yes. did you see that news clip there was uh, some some old guy who's standing there and the news reporter was talking about how they're taking away the garlic plants from a certain thing on the road like the central r- reservation in the middle of the road there was some plants growing their garlic plants and the councils were taking them away and it's like, well, they keep the vampires away. He's like, what well, you think that's true? It's like, well, I've never seen any vampires around
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue that.
1: You know, it's was, working. What the fuck, man? Right. Shit. That's great. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have one more question here. No, I think it was enough one in chat, which we'll get to. Oh, oh yeah, they're fucking from Billy. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah, I saw that too. I had a chuckle. At what (laughs) age do old people start to smell of piss? About your age, I think, Billy. There we go, everybody. I hope you learned some things about Indica and Sativa. It's a very complex subject, and we can go into so much more detail with that. But we don't want to be getting too scientific on the show, otherwise, this episode will last for hours and hours. If you have any questions, then head over to percy'sgrowroom.com, get signed up and ask questions. We've got all the answers you need over there. So if you have any come and ask them. It's a great community and it'd be great to have you as part of the community as well. So get over to percysgrowroom.com and sign up. Loads of listeners have signed up to the forum and we appreciate it. So you be one of those too. Come and sign up to Percy's for free. But as usual, thank you very much for being here, downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate that massively too. It'll be awesome if we could see you on the live show on Sunday, which is 9pm UK time, uh, 4pm Eastern and 1pm Pacific. So if you're free on those times on Sunday, then head over to youtube.com slash high and homegrown and join us for the live show. But that's it for now. That's it for this week. We'll catch you again on Monday for the cannabis news and events. I hope we can see you then. Thank you again for downloading and listening to the show. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye.